Welcome to episode 62 of the Collector's Quest podcast. On this episode, I give my initial take on the Nintendo Switch and my feelings on the new Zelda Breath of the Wild game. That's all we got. You know what to do. Please review, like, and share the show, and stay tuned. Well, excuse me, princess. Welcome back to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Kat here with Johnny. Hey Kat, how's it going? It's good. It is after 5 o'clock and it is still light out, which means spring is coming. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that's uh, evening. I guess you, Do you consider 5 o'clock evening? Some people say that's still day. Or do I don't you... know. I thought evening was like 7 or after. That's kind of where I am, but some people like, because sometimes it gets dark then, is it? it's still light out for you, so... Yeah, okay. it's still, but I wouldn't, yeah, no, I, I don't think it's evening yet. Do you think people keep it kind of variable What when they, do they adjust their evening hours based on how much light is actually present in the day? Because I feel like people maybe do that. Well, I think so, because I know, like, if I'm doing something and it stays out light, light out longer, like it does in the summer, I have a misconception. So for me, I'm like, well, I can work till nine and then it's dark and then it's evening, but then I don't go to bed until really late. So yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so it's day. We're both considering it daytime. It's it's one o'clock here, so it's yeah. day for both of us, which is rare because normally we're not operating in the in the same sphere. No, I know. Usually it's morning and afternoon, or or night and super dark night. Yeah, exactly. So this is a rare, maybe once in a lifetime collector's quest event. Yeah, we did it. Woo. We did it. <laughs> and we're recording at a weird time. I don't think we've ever recorded at this time, especially on a Saturday. No, I find it weird because usually we do evenings, so I like do this and then I go to bed and well evening for me, I'm well getting into evening for you. And then when we do it on a Saturday, I'm like I'm usually gone back to work. So this is weird. I'm like done. I do this and then I'm done. I can go eat. Yeah. For me I'm like, Oh, I can go play more Zelda. <laughs> Which from the text I have gotten today, I've gathered is all you have done. Yeah, yes, that's uh pretty much it. Um but well that's jumping ahead. Let's Let's talk about what are we, what's the episode today? Oh, we're going to obviously talk about the Nintendo Switch. Yep, kind of have to. Uh, yeah, makes sense. I want to talk about it today because everybody's sick of hearing about it. So I I want to get it in your window while you're still sick of hearing about it, not in two weeks when you're like, Jesus God, I thought we were past this. <laughs> okay, that that's fair. Yeah. So, uh, not that not to say that we won't probably talk about the Switch a little more. It's still very new and coming out and things are developing right and uh you do not have one is that correct i do not have one i have not seen one in person i have not talked to anybody who has played one other than you uh, clearly i live in a bubble uh no no i've just been really really busy um so no i do not have one i have not seen one you have not texted me a picture of one yet so i'm still waiting <laughs> oh i didn't text you a picture of it no, I just oh. got screens of Zelda. I'm I'm waiting for a picture of it. <laughs> oh, and I and I know you were busy, so you missed my Instagram story where I kind of I did like a mini unboxing, just like oh. via pictures, uh, when I got it. At okay. Like, it was like 1 a.m. in the morning here, so it would have been like 5 a.m. your time. 
Yeah, no, I have not looked at my Instagram all day today, so I definitely missed that. Well, yeah, and that story's gone because they only sit there for 24 hours. Right. So, anyways, yes, I have one, and it is opened, it is set up, and I have been playing it. So what are your first impressions? First impressions. I like it more than I thought I would. Okay, well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Especially for me, because I'm kind of skeptical, so maybe that will sway me in the end. I've set some kind of guidelines for myself how I'm going to... How I'm using it, look, Nintendo showed a lot of stuff. You can take the the Joy-Cons off, which I, okay, you can you can use them like this, you can use them like that, you can set it up as a tablet on a table. I'm probably never going to set it up for tabletop gaming, I don't see that really being a thing, except tonight I am going to go over to a friend's house, and I don't want to bring the whole docking station, so, because it's set up, so maybe I will just set it up on his table? I don't know, okay. that, that's a thing I could do, I suppose. And how do you, how do you feel about having that option? Because this is like foreign. I you know I guess it's fine. I I don't know how useful. It, I've got like a weird corner case scenario today where I want to show him what the switch is, so I'm gonna bring it. But I don't know overall how useful that's gonna be. Okay. It operates as a portable system, and in that sense, when the Joy Cons are attached, I like it. It's fairly comfortable. Okay. Here's what I don't like. Though, okay. Uh, about the Joy Cons, I don't like detaching them and then attaching them to that like base controller and then using that controller. It's really weird looking. It's not uncomfortable or anything, but it looks like. Do you remember they had like those robotic pet dogs you could get for a while, like uh, in stores? Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. It, that controller has that shape, like the shape of that head, and that's all I see whenever I see this stupid <laughs> thing. So that's what you fixate on. Yeah, I'm like that. Eh. And not that that matters, and the reason I'm not using that, I did use it for a little while, but I also bought a Pro Controller. And it's not like, I have to have the Pro Controller because I need this form factor. That wasn't it. The reason I bought it is because I didn't like constantly detaching the Joy-Cons. If I wanted to go into portal mode, I didn't... It's laziness. I was like, I want to keep pulling these things on and off and just left those on there, and then I have the Pro Controller. So if I'm playing portable, I use the attached Joy-Cons. If I'm sitting in my chair on the couch, then I'm using the regular controller. Okay. Yeah, the Pro. That makes sense. It's working out pretty well. Like I said, I did experience a little bit of the desync issues that people are having. I don't know if you've heard this, but the left joystick will sometimes uh, desynchronize. So you'll be playing a game, and it will just stop working. And they say, Nintendo's trying to say that's interference. I hope it's just interference, and they're not going to have to like recall it or anything. Um, I imagine it must be some kind of interference because when it's connected just to the system, like if you're in portable mode and the Joy-Cons are attached, you don't get this issue at all. Okay. It's only when you're connected to the their little base controller that I've, I've experienced this issue. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So hopefully that is something that is fi- easily fixable. Hopefully it's just like a hardware patch. And, you know, people... God, you know, if you're in, like, forums or anything, people are end of the world and like, See, I told you, you fucking Nintendo idiots. This thing sucks. Fuck you, assholes. I hope you die to fire. That's, that's every forum post. They just hate everything Nintendo. You're just like, okay, PlayStation fanboys and Xbox fanboys, settle down. It's it's day one. It's day right. one. There, there's issues. We actually talked about day one patching in our last issues, but it's just, it's a lot of angsty stuff going on. Yes, there are issues. Yes, Nintendo should fix it. Yes, it should have been fixed before it came out. Let's reserve judgment. Uh, let's let's give it a week. Yeah, it hasn't been out long enough to complain. Yeah. Let's say, they're like, how did they miss it in testing? Well, uh, testing is harder than you think. Did they maybe rush it? Sure, maybe they did. Maybe all these are valid points. But let's hope they fix it and let's still 
take a breath and let's let's see how we feel about it after a week, see if they've addressed any of these issues. Console launches never go smoothly, typically. There's there's always some issues. 360 had the red ring of death. You know, the PS3 had the, oh my god, they made this thing a million dollars so nobody bought it, even though they thought it was going to fly off the shelves. Right. People talk about worst launches and all this. The PS3 launch, well, they had some stuff. The PS3 was like, it was pretty slim pickings. So was the Xbox 360. Pretty slim pickings there. There wasn't a lot going on. In fact, none of those things, as far as uh, my Nintendo heart, had a Zelda. So I was not nearly as excited to pick any of those up. And I did. I picked all of those up day one, but they didn't have Zelda. I mean, Zelda, for me, I can understand, like for you and anyone else, if Zelda isn't enough, I get it. Totally understand. Zelda is enough for me. Right. And that's that's fine. Yes, I could also go play it on the Wii U. I've looked at the graphical comparisons. It wasn't that much different, but I was going to buy a Switch and I might as well, you know, try it out. Exactly. And if you were going to buy the Switch anyway, you were probably going to buy it on both or, well, knowing you, you were going to buy it on both. <laughs> well, to have the complete Wii U set, I have to buy it on both. Yes. Anyways, we'll, we'll get into how many Zeldas I bought in a, <laughs> in a moment. But uh, a little more about just the, the basic construction of the Switch. Feels good. Um, people were worried about the touchscreen, the plastic. Eh, didn't have any issues with that. Okay. You know, I it's felt fine. Joy-Cons feel fine. Yeah, the little attachments. All the attachments and stuff feel pretty solid. The base feels solid. I haven't had any issues docking it. Slides in there pretty easily. It, it's fairly seamless. You know, when you see, like, the Switch commercials, and they're like, look how easy it is, and you just pop it off and go. Right. And you're like, is that really how it's going to operate? Pretty much, yeah. It reminds me of uh, when the iPhone came out, and they were, they showed how, like, easy it was, and I was like, that's bullshit. It's not going to be that easy. And I was using some, like, horrible, like, Windows phone. Uh, it was before, like, they were really, you know, there was, like, different kinds of smartphones, and the, these, this was, like, some horrible, archaic one, but I could get email on it, and I needed it for work. Right. And it was, it was a hassle, and it had, like, a horrible stylus, and I hated it, but, like, it kind of got the job done. And then, like, the iPhone came out, and I was like, hmm, we'll see about that. And I waited until the, the iPhone 2, and I'm like, fine, I'll try it. And then it was like, oh, yeah, this was as easy as they said, and I'll never go do that other thing again. Right. And I'm not saying that's how it is for Switch gaming, but it is, it pops off and plays pretty easily. The Joy-Cons go in and out easily, even though I'm lazy and didn't want to switch them back and forth. They do pop off fairly easy. Okay. I, I was having no trouble going back and forth. Yeah, it, it works as described, isn't it? It's a fine portable system. It's also not very heavy. Well, that's really good. That's a huge plus. For anyone who owns a Wii U, almost the length of the Wii U gamepad, but it's not as heavy as the Wii U gamepad. I expected it to be heavier than the Wii U gamepad because it's the whole system. Right. But it it isn't. It's lighter. It's like the the weight of an iPad mini. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's not heavy at all. And form factor, like it's a little long. Uh, if you're used to holding like a 3DS. Right. But it's not too long. It, yeah, it wasn't uncomfortable. I purposely said, all right, I'm going to use this as a portable system for a little bit and see how I feel about it. And uh, my wife wanted to watch something on TV. I was like, sure, you watch that. I'm going to sit in here. One of the things I like about the Wii U is if, you know, we had a disagreement of what was going on <laughs> on the TV on the living room, we could, you know, we could fix that and still be in the same room together. Right. So I was like, all right, yeah, you sure, this is a perfect opportunity. You watch whatever you want. 
and uh, which is HGTV. <laughs> okay. And it's like, all right, it's going to be a house show, sure. And then I'll sit here and I'll mess around with the Switch. Worked perfectly well. Yeah, it was good. Liked it. That's awesome, though. Like, that's very, very, very good. It's nice to have pleasant surprises. Yeah. I mean, I heard it was light, but, yeah. Basic construction, pretty easy. The box was the box was pretty efficiently packed, too. I like when boxes don't have, like, a lot of waste in them. Right. Yeah, everything was, uh, it was good. Thus far, my review is still pending, you know, because, right. again, it's only a week. I'm not going to say, this is, this thing's the best. Go buy this immediately. Do it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I could have a hardware failure in a day and, you know, other issues come out. We're, we're talking, it's been out for two days. I've, I've messed with it pretty heavily in those two days. And so far, okay. th- thumbs up is the review right now uh, as far as the actual hardware I'm playing. Is it as powerful as like a PlayStation 4? No, no, it's none of those things. Okay, did the online shop work perfectly well? Yep, the eShop worked perfectly well. Is it populated with enough games? It's got enough to get you by, but... It would be nice to see the old eShop stuff come through. I'm still very anxious to to see what they do with previous purchases and if they port that over. But we haven't got there yet, and how their online service works is that's not fully fleshed out yet and not really available for you. Right. Um, so all those are still questions, and it'll affect the overall review of the system. But, like I said, pretty good. I like it, okay. and Zelda is amazing. Okay, well, sidebar before you get on to Zelda, I'm curious if there's anything you were skeptical, like what was the one thing you were the most skeptical about that you were the most pleasantly surprised by, if that makes sense? Whether it would be easy to undock it and like pick up and keep going. Okay. And it was, it was totally easy. Awesome. Yeah, in fact, I did it last night. I was like, uh, I want to play Zelda, but I also don't want to fall asleep on the couch. Right. Because I know that's where this is heading. Like Last okay. night I was like, I'm really tired and I want to play, but I'm going to pass out on the couch and I don't want to do that. Okay, so I'm going to go do this and I'm going to pass out in bed, which is what okay. happened. And then I woke up with uh, the switch next to my face. <laughs> All right, then. Wife was at work, so I could do what I want. That was uh, the best surprise. And how good Zelda is. That's like my next surprise. Okay. So why don't you t- tell me about it then? Because like I haven't got to play. I haven't really been tuned into social media at all. So this is kind of cool for me because very rarely in this day and age do I feel like you ever get to hear something firsthand. Uh, Zelda, well, I just said it. Zelda's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, Kat. And how it, far are you in? Um, Not that far, maybe. I mean, I've played for like six hours or so, but I'm just messing around doing stuff. I'm not like a huge open world guy. Okay. And that's not like, I'm not like, man, I really love GTA or anything like that. I, I did love Skyrim. Okay. But, like, I'm I'm not, like, a fan of Fallout or anything like that. So I'm not super into big open world gaming normally. Not, like, sandbox style stuff. Right. But, I mean, this, I man, it feels like Zelda 1. That's what it feels like to me. So that's going to be a very, like, almost nostalgic surprise then. Yeah, I, w- I was surprised how I thought of the first Zelda, not Ocarina of Time, which I did, obviously, or, or Link to the Past. Link to the Past took what the original Zelda did and, you know, just did it better and kept it in the same style. So you could say it also draws on that. It, can, okay. it feels like either of those. But I was bombing walls and finding secrets, which is very much as a, a feeling I associate with Zelda 1. Okay. And uh, you you don't burn trees in this one. You have an axe, which actually makes more sense than using a candle on a tree to find a secret. 
Right. But yeah, I like I cut down some trees to to accomplish some goals, and I was like, "That's wow! I'm getting uh, I'm getting the feels over this part right here." <laughs> That's cool, though. That yeah. doesn't always happen with a new game. Right, and they, it's like you you know that there's like some uh, shrines, not temples, but like some shrines and some locations, and but there there's no like, "Hey, this is where you got to go first. It just said, "There's four of them. Go." Right. I was like, "Oh, okay. I guess I'll." Just make my way however I, I choose them, which is, again, very much like the first Zelda. You know, you just start Zelda, you're, it's dangerous to go alone, take this, here's your sword. And you start wandering around and you figure out where the first temple is. And it wasn't, oh man, Skyward Sword is a Zelda I have not completed because I hate the motion controls. I just hate it. Like, I think it's a beautiful game and it's got a lot of interesting things. And I was pretty invested in trying it. And I, I played for a long time and never quite finished it right and i just couldn't ever make myself go back mainly because i hated the control scheme so much okay you know and one of the things i found the most tedious about that game was the opening stupid tutorial like where they lump the story in and it's like well yeah this is like the opening story but it's also us teaching you how to play the game but it's obvious like the story is completely secondary to them just training you how to play the game and it okay. feels like it takes forever, and I hate long-winded, dumb tutorials. I just, I hate them. I'm just like, okay, okay, I don't care. I just want to play the game. Just let me figure it out a little bit. Don't don't hold my hand so much. If I've got a question, I'll figure it out. And this was nice. That it wasn't, like, overwrought. Like, I feel like some of the last Zelda games have been with their stupid tutorials. Okay, so you're all around, would you say it's been a 10 out of 10? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would, actually. Which okay, is weird. Get any better than that? Which is weird for me to say, and, and that—that's right now. I mean, that could fall apart a little bit. This is only a few hours in, right? But yeah, like, and there's like a sense of danger in the in the first Zelda, and like even Link to the Past. There was a sense of danger while you played, because you'd get to enemies, and they would mess you up if you like just weren't coordinated enough yet to to fight them. You know, you hit a pack of moblins throwing spears, you're dead. They'll they'll get you. And in this one, it's the same kind of stuff. You just you carelessly wander up to a group of enemies, they will kill you. That's not just right. like, oh, I'm Link, so I'll just smash through this. And that's just like the gameplay. The story is also pretty interesting. I, I like how it, you are the hero of time. You wake up, and this is like a minor spoiler, but the game starts, and you wake up, and you're in something called the Resurrection Temple. So you know you're just not some average Joe who's been assigned to be a hero who picks up, like, the mantle and becomes the idea of Link, like some of the other games have, you, you are obviously truly a hero. You were ordained by some power, at least, and there's no ambiguity whether, you know, the power was in you all along or power is given to those who choose to do right. No. You are the hero. Go be heroic. This is your job. Go do your job. <laughs> I like that there's no ambiguity there. Wind Waker feels kind of ambiguous in that sense. It's like, well, is he a hero? I don't know. He's just like a kid. I also like that I'm not a kid. You know? Okay, yep. Which I, I find, you know, you, you get past it like in uh, Ocarina and stuff. Like, oh, well, you know, you go back and forth in time and that's neat. And, uh, you know, Wind Waker, after the HD edition came out, I, I fully did an about face on Wind Waker because I did not enjoy it. But once they finished, fixed the travel in that game, I, I was all about Wind Waker, and the graphical style grew on me. But, okay. um, yeah, but you're like a kid, so it's like, okay, I'm, you know, 
I'm an adult. I'm tired of playing a child. You know, every time I want to play my favorite, one of my favorite series. And this, no, you're just like, you're a knight. You know, your, your job is to be kind of badass. So go, go do that. It makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's good. I, I will say there are a couple of things I, I dislike. And the, okay. the weapon system in this game is, is different than other Zeldas. It's not just like, oh, here's your sword. And like, you, maybe you'll get a new sword and it'll be more powerful. You pick up like random enemy weapons and stuff and you can use them. Like you, you pick up like clubs and torches and they break. They deteriorate over okay. time. And then you have to pick up a new one, which I think is interesting, but also a little bit tedious. So. Like every group of enemies, you can only hold like five five of these melee weapons, and it's like, okay, now this one's broken and damaged, so I'll just toss it away and I'll get this new one. I just feel like I'm doing constant upkeep on okay. on that, which I'm not in love with, but I understand why it's there. That's that's just a personal preference. That's not nothing to do with the um the game itself. And then right. they have like a cooking system, like you gather, like you find you kill a, a creature and they drop some components, and you can like. You can craft potions and uh, better food items to heal you. All that stuff is kind of cool, but, you know, at the same time, I'm like, this is just, this isn't me really playing the story. You know, I'm very narrative-driven. Uh, this of is course. me, like, yep. um, min-maxing how to how to be- create the best recipes and get the best stuff to make my hero better, rather than me just being like, okay, I picked up a heart, I'm moving on to the next story portion, I'm just going to slog through this. But, yeah, there's even a part where you get to choose between, like, heart containers or stamina, which made me think of, you know, back on Zelda 1 where they give you, like, you can either take this heart container or a potion. What, what do you want to do here? Right. So, yeah, I, I got a lot of nostalgic vibes, and then you, you see elements of, like, Ocarina in there, you know, and Twilight Princess to a point. But, you know, there's, thus far, there's none of, like, the weird gimmicks that I feel like have been attached to the other like recent Zelda games, it's like, oh well, this one he's from a flying city, and uh, right. this one, he, you know, he's attached to, he becomes a wolf. It's like, okay, you're just this one, you're just Link. So cool, I like it. It's good. Well, I'm glad to hear. I know you've been really waiting for this, so I'm glad to hear it didn't disappoint you. Oh, not at all. And I actually hadn't heard any of the reviews until I I started playing it because I just avoided it the whole time. Then everyone's right. like, yeah, it's getting like a ten out of ten. I was like, oh. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I'm playing this, and yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> You're like, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. People, uh, people are enjoying it for a reason. I'm, I'm curious to see how other people feel about it in a few days. But right. Yeah, and the graphics. Yeah, it's not a graphical powerhouse, and it's like a weird blend of like cell shading, it, like walks the line in between what Twilight Princess was and uh, what uh, Wind Waker is, like in the, in the right. graphic style. And I think it works well. Yeah, it's good. Like I said, it's just, awesome. Yeah, so completely solid. That's good. I'm glad to hear that because I was I've been awaiting your review. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh that's some reviews for Zelda. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'll give you a quick rundown of a few other games I've tried on the Switch, and I okay. can tell you guys a little bit about the launch lineup. One, it's a little better than I initially thought when we said, "Oh man, it's going to be like just dance and uh, <laughs> you know and Skylanders and Zelda." Great. Right. Zelda is enough. Totally enough. But there are some other things to play. Bomberman came out, which I did not buy. Um, I want to pick it up, but I, I wanted to be so selective. I picked up 
one-two switch, which I have not opened yet, but I'm going to bring it to friends. That, it's just like a demo game. I think it just demonstrates what you can do with the switch. I don't know if I really care about that, but I think other people will enjoy that. Like it's more of like a party game, right? You know, so I think people will enjoy it for that. And I, you know, I, I got it with the gamers club, so I got 20% off and it was like 40. So it became like $30. Not, not that big of an investment, not that big a deal. Right. So I'm going to have to edit that point because my dog just walked in. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. So yeah, one, two switch. It's going to be whatever. I'll, I'll let you know later if it's any fun, but I've heard people tell me they, they've enjoyed it and okay. that it's ridiculous, but it's not deep gameplay or anything. It's not something you're going to keep returning to. It's going to be like your Nintendo Land, which you demo with, and then, you know, probably don't return to. Right. So I haven't, you know, I feel a little weird about that. Whether I, like, actually want to pick that up. I downloaded the demo for Snipper Clips. Okay. Which, I don't know if you've heard of this game. I haven't. But this is a wonderful little co-op game. And it can be awesome or it can be frustrating. It depends how well you play with your partner. So, okay, so if you guys have good communication and you usually play well together, then you're probably okay? Well, I, it, it depends. Y- yes and no. Because <laughs> okay. you can just start sabotaging the other person a little bit. It, it's really funny. So basically you're two like paper cutout shapes. And yep. you need to... You're adorable. Uh, and you need to fit into... like The goal is, okay, they'll give you like an outline and you need to figure out how to make your outline fit into a shape or fix some puzzle by creating a shape out of your cutout to like move a ball or something to an appropriate spot. Okay. And uh, you can, you cut, you do this and you make your shapes out of your cutouts by the other person walking up and, and snipping you. Hence okay. snipper clips, you know, you're cutting shapes out of each other, but you can totally yeah, just sense. walk up and then totally mangle them. You can just cut them to ribbons. They don't die or anything <laughs> really. You know, you can reform your shape at any time, but you can mess them up while they're trying to do it. Uh, but it's best if you work together. It, it's really, it's an adorable game. It's, uh, it, it's the husband and wife or the, uh, the boyfriend and girlfriend or girlfriend and boyfriend game. You know, it's, it's okay. definitely, it's that game. It's the, right. like, uh, we need something we can sit down and play together that isn't like ultra competitive. And that's not to say, you know, that people can't sit down and play ultra competitive games. Yeah, you can go start jamming some Call of Duty if you want, but this is, you picked up a Nintendo console. So I assume you know what you're getting into. Right. Well, that makes sense. Right. So, yeah, you you know, Snipper Clips is, is that. It, it's fun. It, you know, it was a $20 download. I downloaded the demo, uh, but my wife and I had a good time playing it, so I, I think we will probably download that completely. And I downloaded, uh, downloaded, downloaded <laughs> um, Fast Racing Neo. I think that's what it's called. Okay. That's what it, at least it's called, uh, or RMX. Which is, uh, Fast Racing Neo is what I think the series is and was on the Wii U, but not here in America, but it was in like Europe and Japan. Um, but anyways, it's like an F-Zero style racer and it's really awesome. So if you like some F-Zero style racing, this will fill that bill for you. It, it, it's a $20 download, totally solid choice, fun playing it. Okay. So that one's pretty fun. Um... And then I have not tried I Am Setsuna, which is an RPG. That looks fun. I've seen some people posting on Instagram about that. The only reason I didn't download that is because I don't have time for that. I, it's me and Zelda right now. 
But I, right, I and nothing's getting in the way. Right. I assume that that's what I will download next. Um, when when I finish Zelda. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, there, so there's things. Oh, and Shovel Knight. Uh, right. Original Shovel Knight, and then like the expansion. So there there's some good stuff to download on there to play, and the Shovel Knight looks really fun. So. Um, you just will have to wait until after Zelda, right? Yeah, all this stuff has to wait. So there is definitely like, you know, a few solid choices out there for you to, if you were on the fence about picking it up, or if you have one and you're unsure if you should open it or scalp it, you know, because that's like the dilemma now. Um, yeah, open that bad boy up. It's definitely worth it thus far. Okay, awesome. So yeah, there's there's your review of of the system and everything. Uh, Pro Controller feels good. You know, for okay. people who were curious about the Pro Controller. Yeah. Pro Controller is cool. I, I like it. It has like a weird design on and like a semi, like, uh, like that smoke colored, like covering that they, you know. Okay. Yep. That you can kind of see some of the guts on part of it. I thought that was an interesting choice. I don't love the triggers, but you're not like playing Call of Duty on it. So I don't know if that matters, but overall hand feel is good. It's not too heavy. Feels like a good controller. Awesome. Yeah, there you go. Joy-Cons work fine when detached. It's still a little weird for me. They're pretty small. Right. Yeah, and they looked small from the picture. Yeah, so they're going to fit imagine. in your hand beautifully. <laughs> yeah, they're made for me. Yeah. You know, as someone without big hands, I can say, I, I'm like, well, that's kind of small. Um, right. Yeah, so that that's it. Have I, have I missed anything? Was I supposed to cover anything else? No, I feel like... For you not having uh, had this for an extraordinary amount of time, I feel like you've got a pretty in-depth feel. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I've put a lot of hours into this thing. There wasn't a lot of sleeping, and there was a lot of uh, messing around with this thing. Okay, well, that's fair. You've been looking forward to it, so that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and I I, I look at things, I, I feel fairly critically, but I am, I am a little bit of a Nintendo fanboy. That's not... That's not something I hide from anyone. Nintendo is my first love, but I will tell people that my fanboyism does not mean it comes without criticism. I, you know, we know how I, I feel about the N64, not my favorite system. You know, right. so there, there are, there are things about Nintendo, which, you know, I, I do give criticism to. I'm also not a fan of just rooting for publishers, just to root for a publisher, uh, right. or, you know, like a, a console maker. I believe in good games. That's what you should root for. You know, we should all just want good games. And being like a Sony, just a total fanboy for Sony or Xbox, they don't care. You know, that the only people who win are, are them. You know, I understand people justifying their choices and, you know, people get attached to that. And, they, you know, you have to defend that choice. Like, I didn't make a wrong choice by getting a an Xbox. You're wrong for getting a PS4. My thing's the best. If, and that's mainly people who can't afford to have all of them, so I understand that mentality. But truthfully, right. you should just be rooting for good games. And so many games are cross-platform now that you really can't go wrong with any system you buy. But I think the Switch is going to be a little bit of a different thing, too, because I don't know how many cross-platform titles are going to make it to this, because the, the hardware underneath is still suspect, right? That I think Nintendo's going to get, do a good job with its stuff, but I'm curious to see how the third party handles it. Thus far, people have said it's easy to develop for, but are they going to be able to port AAA titles over because it's so underpowered? I don't know. Now, which is, when we say, you know, graphics don't matter and they don't make a great game, that is 100% accurate. 
The first Zelda is amazing. The first Final Fantasy is a lot of fun. Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 3 are amazing games uh, with with horrible graphics, right? I mean, good for sprite-based, but when you mm-hmm. compare them to what games look like today, it's not great. So graphics don't make the best games. Original Metroid, Super Metroid, some of the best games of all time. But where the point comes up is when you're selling a system to kids, you know, and, and younger people who are invested in AAA titles, and your system is then underpowered, while the graphics may not make for a great game, it limits the selection of games you can get on the system, which can be a problem. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so um, that's when it matters. So it's not that it doesn't matter at all, because there, there clearly a, there's a, a strong case to be made for why Nintendo's you know, creating under-horsepowered systems uh, has been a problem for them. And they say they are, you know, they're not trying to compete in that market. Makes sense. But if they aren't, uh, is Nintendo asking everybody to make this their your second console then? Is this console, you know, you have, you pick one of the the other two and this is an ancillary console? And I think they they are. And I think even now with them making it the ability to be portable like the Switch is, I think they're making a stronger case for that now. And I think it's easier to justify that choice too. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, I think that's, you know, maybe part of their grand design. Maybe that's what their vision is. I don't know. So, yeah. But overall, a good, like, you're happy thus far. I don't think that will change, but you'll have to give us an update after you've had a little bit more time with it. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't... A year later is when you really should review how how a system went. Like, now we're a year in. How do we feel about this thing? And that was like... And then you should keep revisiting that idea, too, because it's not a static review. PS3, how did we feel after the first year? Not great. How did we feel after year three? Pretty good. PS3 was on its way to becoming an amazing console. You know, so some things take time. And it's just whether the market is patient enough and developers and stuff are patient enough to to let that, that build or not. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, so... Anyways, there is uh, there's my Switch review. I uh, can't wait for you to and uh, John to dig into Zelda, and so we can talk about it a little more. I don't want to like dish out too many spoilers or anything since it's still so early. Yeah, that's my plan for later this evening into some of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent choice. Yes, I thought so. So uh, I guess we should talk about what we've bought and what we've played, and even though I've kind of done both of those things already, uh, but. Yeah, unless you have any other questions on the Switch. Anything else you wanted to know about it? No, I'll probably think of a million things after. So there will probably be follow-up texts, but I feel like that was pretty thorough. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot. That's okay. You you had to talk. I have no experience at this. So like I said, it's kind of cool, though, because very rarely in today's day and age do I get to hear something firsthand. I'm not reading about it. I'm not looking at it on Instagram. I'm hearing it from an actual person. Yeah, thus far, good. I, I feel like I keep saying thus far, which I'm... Tired of saying. It's your new thing, I guess. Yeah, I'm tired of saying that phrase. So, what have you bought, Kat, besides Zelda? Um, Nothing other than I bought two copies of Zelda for the Wii U, um, but that has been it. So, you bought two copies. Do you want to tell people why you bought two copies? I'm going to keep one sealed, um, just because the Wii U looks like it's kind of obviously phasing its way out. So, you know, it might not be worth anything to keep sealed, but... It wasn't that expensive. So anyway, I have two copies, one to play and one to leave sealed on the shelf. Nice. And I don't have my second copy of Zelda yet. 
though I, I will have a second copy of Zelda. I did pre-order it for the Wii U, and then I right. did not pick it up. Um, you know, it, I can pick it up. I have like two weeks to decide whether I actually want to keep it. It doesn't matter. I have Gamers Club. I bought the Collector's Edition. I didn't get the Master Sword Edition. I tried to get that, but it was completely sold out, and I didn't want to pay like the ridiculous markup. Some people are trying to sell it for like $400 right now. Right. Which is crazy. Uh, yeah, and it's it's always best to just not <laughs> succumb to that. Yeah, but I did manage to get the collector's edition, and it was supposed to be delivered. And I like had my I had my plan. It was supposed to be delivered Friday morning by GameStop. Like I hate buying games from GameStop. I hate them. I love to buy things from Amazon or Best Buy because I get twenty percent off there. But Whatever, I was just biting the bullet on that one, and I had to pay shipping because GameStop is the stupid worstest. I hate <laughs> them. F you, GameStop. Just F you. And then I get a notification, you know, and they, you know, on the website, oh, well, you will have this on launch day. Don't worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I guess you didn't get it on a Friday morning like it was supposed to be delivered, and then got a delivery update notification that it'll be delivered Monday. Oh, that's very frustrating. And that, that's the problem. When you re- have a release like this on Friday, if you yeah. miss that window and they, and they don't pay for Saturday shipping, then that window, you don't miss that by a day. You miss it by a whole weekend. So now it's like a three-day delay. And I, you know, I don't have too much expendable time. So I carved out this sweet Saturday for myself and Zelda. This is some me and Zelda time. So what am I supposed to do? Now that I know it's going to be late, it's not showing up. I went and I bought just the regular edition and started playing. So, uh, you know, I it, it was worth the money to me to, to pick one up just so I could use this time profitably because I'm not going to be able to do it, in you know, on Monday. Yeah, well, that makes sense. So you just kind of seize the opportunity. Yeah, I, I was not happy about it, but I, I did. And I, I think it's going to work out. I have a second Switch, not because I'm like a horrible scalper and I believe in any of that. I don't really begrudge people who do that. Anyways, uh, it's a horrible way to make your money. Just feel sad for people who have to make their living that way. Okay. But yeah. uh, I am worried about canceled pre-orders because that happens to me all the time. So I typically always buy two and then uh, we'll trade if I have to, if it's something like highly desirable like this or pass it on to a friend who I, I know is not invested in the pre-orders. In this case, I have either my friend or my cousin who wants it and Zelda so I will pass it on to them for cost, and they will take my Zelda for cost as well. Uh, the okay. the regular edition. I'll just open up the collector's edition then and play it and start playing that copy because the save is obviously on the system, not on the cartridge. Right. Yeah. Also, it's weird that it has cartridges. <laughs> well, that's gonna feel nostalgic in a sense. Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about the case size. Can I? Can we visit? Oh, that Oh yes, because this was a, a big, big thing. Yeah. Okay. So here's where all. Well, here's where we get into the collector's quest portion of this, where we get like a hyper collector mode on you guys. Okay. So I know when I first saw the Switch stuff, I obsessed about. Well, how big is the stupid case? Is right. it? Is it like it looks like they hadn't really shown it and then they finally shot? I'm like, okay, I guess it looks like a PSP case, but the game is only the size of a Vita. Like, how long is it? How tall is it? How wide is it? How are they going to fit on shelves? That's always a big concern for me. How am I going to fit these stupid things on shelves? 
Well, and we know you're very specific about your shelf organization, so that makes sense. Right. So I obsessed pretty hard over that, and I'm happy to finally have it in my hand and look at it. Though there were some pictures. It is smaller than a PSP case. People said, oh, it's basically a PSP case. It's not. It's smaller. It's not quite as tall. It's about the same width, but it is not as tall. It is not as wide as a PSP case. A PSP case is roughly the same width as a standard DVD case, you know, Wii U, GameCube, um, a PS4 case, any Blu-ray case, PS3 case, Xbox. Those are all the same width. Uh, and the same for okay. the DS. The width of the actual case, that's all roughly the same. Heights are different on all of those, of course. Um, but this thing's width is, it's not even as wide as a 3DS case, which is slimmer than the DS case. It is roughly the width of a PS Vita case. Okay. So that's interesting. And a, and a Vita case is just slightly wider than a, a standard CD jewel case or a PS1 game. So if you're you're wondering what that width actually is, it's about the about the width of a, a CD jewel case. So are you happy with the size of it in terms of your organizing? No, I hate this thing. Okay. I mean, I, I'm happy that it's thin, right? Because it's so thin that you could fit a lot of them. I am also happy that it is as uh, tall, and this is important, it is tall as a Blu-ray case. Well, it's not okay. quite as tall. It's just under, like a millimeter under, but it's roughly, I mean, it's pretty close. They could go on a shelf t- together. So at least I have a shelving size, which makes sense for that. They've made media shelving. I wish it was just the size of, uh, not the Vita case, which I find to be too small. Um, what, even though it's the same width as it and same, uh, like length across, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like a slightly taller Vita case. So I wish it was the size of the 3DS case, but, okay, but that with makes sense. the Vita's, with the Vita's, uh, width. So okay. slimmer, slimmer and square would have <laughs> been where I would have been happiest with this because okay. I already have, you know, you already have that system like locked down and that, and that size is the size of a CD. You know, these are as tall as a CD. So that right. would have been great. But the way these are, you can't do that. Because even if you turn it on your side, its side, it's not as wide as a CD. You know, it then doesn't match up that way. And then you can't read any of the titles or anything. So, yeah, it's awkward. It's an awkward size. Won't fit next to the, the PSP games perfectly, though that you can manage there. So you can kind of get PSP, PS4, and Switch games all on one shelf with a, you know... And fill it out that way. So if you're a collector and you've got a, you know, and you're like, where do I put the Switch stuff? That would be my recommendation. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. It is disappointing, though, that it's like this awkward size. You know, why Why did we need this new size? And like the Vita case, why is the Vita case slightly taller than the CD? If they were going to make it this size, why didn't they just make it the same height as a CD case? Because now it doesn't fit onto a CD shelf. Had the Vita case just been slightly smaller, then it would have just... uh, Very aggravating. Like, okay, I don't need seven different case sizes, please. It's a nightmare. And no wonder people don't make very many media shelves anymore. Or they do these wide varying, like, oh, I'll just put like an inch and a half gap in between where these shelf spacers go. And you're going to have like horrible gaps in all of your stuff unless you custom make it. Which, as I am not a carpenter, uh, that's not something I do. 
Nintendo Twizzer, if you've seen his shelving, he custom did it, and his Wii collection looks beautiful, partially because he made uh, he made it look so uh, with his skills, but I, I'm not that skillful. Well, it's, it's very expensive having made the, the custom NES one. It's very expensive and very time-consuming to do it. So, yeah, I can't imagine making shelves for everything. Yeah. Uh, ideally, one day I will have, like, a, a fully customizable wall. and But it'll be, like, once a system is dead and you're done, it, it's easier because you can say, okay, it takes up this much space. So that's cool. We'll lock that down. Great. Yeah. Um it, you're right. That is so much easier. But with something like, and I, I, it's why I typically plan around systems that I already have complete sets for and not for stuff I'm working on, you know, or if I know I'm going to complete that set, I try and plan out that space accordingly. But something like the Switch, which at this point in time, I have no desire to, to complete the full set and nor, you know, nor should anyone right now, who, who knows what this is going to be like, how wide the library is going to be or anything. Uh, but my mind might change as I have like, you know, over 1100 Wii games, which I never thought that would be a thing. And I have a complete right. Wii U set. So, uh, I odds are good that at some point I'll, I'll at least dabble in getting very many of these, but I need to figure out the shelving. So annoying. Yeah. Well, you have time. Yeah. Anyway, so that's, that's my collector's information for you guys now for anyone else who frets about game sizes like i do well hopefully there's not too many of those people out there oh, hopefully oh yeah hopefully there's not too many people like me thanks cat that hurts me no i don't mean uh, it like that i just mean you are probably the most precise about your shelving i've ever heard of well it, it's not even <laughs> that i have to be that it's not that i want to be that it's just size you are that that's well I, no size you know space is a, at a premium and how do you how do you maximize space and how and then being efficient about that is the only way when you have this many games to do it uh, you know i'm not a super rich man i can't build a giant man cave i have to work within the confines of the rooms that are allotted to me in my house so how do i maximize that i think i've done a good job but with each game i bring into this house i derail that system a little bit okay that makes sense yeah so, anyways, I think I think we covered a lot. Is that good? Are we good? I think Just we're good. I, I'm educated. I feel like now. All right, yeah. So after like last week's train wreck of uh, an episode where I'm all over the place, <laughs> uh, here's one I feel like is fairly concise and to the point. Hey, I, we I got a lot of love messages for last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I think people enjoyed it, and I think people enjoy the rant. Um, but at the same time, I also want to deliver some some useful content as well. Um, yes. Not that I would say last week's episode wasn't helpful or anything, but uh, it was a fun topic. However, I was, you know, I, I was I was super hyper. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I, I was, something. You know, there goes all the dogs. That won't be edited out of the podcast, so everyone enjoy that. They are after a gardener. <laughs> they're mortal. Okay. They're sworn and mortal enemies. All gardeners. So, all right. I'm, well, at least they're consistent. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Cat, where can we find you on Instagram? You can find me at Catsylvania, K-A-T-S-E-L-V-A-N-I-A. And you can find me at Johnny underscore Ayuchi on Instagram. Okay? That's J-O-H-N-N-Y underscore I-U-C-C-I. 
and we'll be back next week where we will have an episode. And I believe we're going to have JBAM with us, and he's going to talk about the charity that he's working on for Brooklyn. And if you don't know what that is, right now you should start looking into that and seeing what you can do to help. So please look at at JBAM, that's J-A-Y-B-A-A-M, and see what's going on there and see how you can help. All right, everybody. Thanks. We'll talk to you next week.